Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. Well, that was the longest second half I think I've ever seen in soccer. Nine minutes of stoppage time. A review to see whether or not there was a foul. Handball reviews. We did not play well in that second half. First half, we were dominant. Christian Pulisic gets the goal. Hope he's going to be okay. Leaves with some sort of injury at the half. We won, right? Ultimately, it goes in as a dub. But if you were watching this game, we lost. Look, I've been anti-offsides for a long time in soccer. I think it's the dumbest rule in sports. Um, And if I were in charge of soccer, I would do away with offsides. Hard enough to score a goal anyway. Um, and we had a second goal that was negated because one guy's body was half a length uh, behind another one, and I always use this analogy, but imagine how much different football would be if you could never throw the ball deep, if you could never have an explosive play, if there had to be a defender behind the offensive player at the time at which he scored a touchdown. It would change the game a lot, and uh, I think it would change it for the worst. So I thought the second goal would have changed everything, But my goodness, we did not have that many good scoring opportunities in the second half. We barely had any possession at all. Iran was just dominating control of the ball in the second half. And given the historic legacy of American soccer, I'm not going to lie, I anticipated at any moment that there would be a uh, goal scored by Iran to tie the game and knock us out of the next round. But we won. We advanced to the round of 16 which is the goal every World Cup, come in first or second in your group. We now go head-to-head with the Netherlands. Uh, I do not know a lot about the Netherlands soccer team, but uh, certainly I'll be watching on Saturday morning to see if we can advance to the round of eight. And now you just kind of exhale, right? Uh, Because next year, uh, next World Cup in four years from now, who knows what the world will look like, It's going to be, to a large extent, in the United States. It's in North America. It's in Canada. It's also in Mexico. Uh, But we should have an opportunity to have a lot of these players get older, to start to round into shape. Uh, That's sort of the golden generation, so to speak. So now, if you are not someone who watches a lot of U.S. soccer, we are playing with house money, okay? We have reached the knockout stage. Any win that we get here is just fabulous opportunity for the young guys There's no pressure now. This was a pressure-packed game. And I'm not even talking about all the crazy geopolitical tensions that are at play here, but certainly that's a big part of this. Iran is a country that would desperately have loved to beat the United States, not only because they are soccer-obsessed, but also because their leadership believes that we're the great Satan. Uh, And so to be in this position where you couldn't tie... 
You certainly couldn't lose. You had to win outright. All of the pressure to come out and make it happen. Uh, congrats to Greg Berhalter, uh, to the United States uh, for uh, Berhalter, to the United States for uh, Christian Pulisic finding a way to get that goal. I hope he's okay. Uh, but this is one of those situations where it's a lot like the NCAA tournament now. Now you're going to have penalty kicks at play. If you're one of those people who says, oh, every soccer game ends in a tie, uh, now you have to have a winner. And so you're in the knockout stage, like the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Uh, anything can happen. Certainly in soccer, the best team, the team that possesses the ball, the team that dominates control and pace of the match sometimes doesn't win. And uh, the U.S. was ranked somewhere around the 15th best team, according to FIFA. And we have advanced to uh, the round of 16. So it's a big win. Monumental win uh, for this young American soccer team to advance. And now we get to play against the Netherlands with no pressure. Again, breaking this thing down, we got dominated in the second half. And I thought we played a little bit conservatively. We didn't really ever have strong opportunities to put this thing away. First half, we dominated them. I thought completely controlled the game. Uh, this has happened a few times now. I thought we took complete control of the game against Wales and then faded in the second half against Wales. I thought the same thing happened against Iran. The difference was we didn't give up a penalty kick. Uh, they tried to flop and draw one, but thankfully it didn't end up happening. It uh, wasn't uh, rewarded. Uh, and so, uh, whoo. We are on to uh, the next round, and I hope that we can find a uh, opportunity to win there. All right, I'm still fired up. That felt like the longest second half ever. Like I said, nine minutes of stoppage time in and of itself is kind of crazy um, to put us in that position, but we did it. We got the win. Uh, it is significant that we managed to do so. Uh, all right, so that's my reaction let me also just say this. I talked about this earlier in the day on Fox News, and I believe I mentioned it on Clay and Buck as well. A lot of people who don't watch very much soccer say, how come the U.S. women are so much better than the U.S. men? And let me take an opportunity to use this game against Iran to illustrate a larger geopolitical truth. The reason why the U.S. women are better than most of the other women in the world is because women in the United States have basic human rights, much more so than most of the rest of the world. In fact, if you just look at every matchup in the Women's World Cup, you can almost pick the winner solely based on which country gives more human rights and basic freedoms to the women. Our women are not better athletes than every other woman, uh, all the other women around the world, what they have is the opportunity, thanks to American freedoms and human rights, to be able to play soccer. Some of these countries don't let their women play soccer at all, barely involved in sports. Some of these countries won't let their women even wear shorts. They insist that they wear a hijab. And this was Iran uh, forced its players to sing the national anthem because they said they would, uh, they would torture players, families, if the players didn't sing the national anthem. I just want you to think about that. And for all the people out there who enjoy trying to tear the United States down on a global stage, Colin Kaepernick took a knee for the national anthem and probably made tens of millions of dollars for himself. He was rewarded for not respecting the American national anthem before a sporting event. 
No danger. Actual reward. These Iranian soccer players, their families were facing torture if they repeated what they did at the first game, which was refuse to sing the national anthem. So this is a big deal. Um, And our feud, as it were, is not with the Iranian people. It's with the Iranian leadership, with the Ayatollah, with the clerics of their faith who are not allowing the people of Iran to have basic human rights and freedoms. And that's what all the protests have been about. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and Al Kick the Show is going to keep right on rolling. So one reason why our men struggle compared to our women is because men all over the world are allowed basic human rights and their athleticism is celebrated and they are trained and they can be well compensated for it. That doesn't happen in much of the rest of the world. So our women are incredibly advantaged. And that's why I was so frustrated and wish they had talked and spoken out more the U.S. women, instead of denigrating America on the global stage as they did, I wish they had spoken to the reason for their excellence is basic human rights, which are embraced around the world. Instead, uh, unfortunately, many American athletes choose to denigrate our country. But it's a huge win. Uh, I am a sports fan through and through. I played soccer poorly uh, in high school. I was a defender. I was a fullback. Um and uh, and so anyway, I know a little bit about the sport. I was excited to see us win and uh, felt like a long, long half. All right. From soccer, every Tuesday I've been giving you the breakdown of the playoff picture every week as we finish in, uh, in, the, uh, in the NFL. We have finished, I guess it's week 12 in the NFL. Playoff picture here quickly, and then I got to go write more on the book that I'm working on that's going to be out in the fall. Uh, the Bills would be the overall number one seed now. Uh, they are sitting at uh, at eight and three, um, and I believe actually that this uh, this is actually wrong uh, because um, they have got the <laughs> they've got the order wrong, which is kind of embarrassing for uh, for ESPN. Uh, your overall number one seed in the playoff picture would be the Kansas City Chiefs. They are sitting at nine and two right now. Your two seed uh, would be the. Let me just see. They've got all this screwed up. Hold on a sec. Um, and let me just go back and uh, and look at this and uh, and make sure that this uh, ESPN standing thing on the playoffs is all out of whack. All right, here we got it. Kansas City Chiefs would be your one seed. They would get the bye. They're sitting at nine and two. Miami Dolphins would be your two seed. They are eight and three. Two has been on fire ever since he came back from the concussion from the injury that he had. Your three seed would be the Tennessee Titans. Your four seed would be the Baltimore Ravens. Five seed, the Bills. Cincinnati Bengals would be the six. And the Giants would be your seven seed. That means if the season were ending today, Miami Dolphins would host the Giants in Miami as the two versus seven matchup. Titans would host the Bengals and probably lose again, frankly, uh, to the Bengals. I was at that game without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. The Bengals got the win. And the Ravens would host the Bills in what would be an epic, epic matchup there 
uh, in terms of uh, in terms of exactly how this would be set out. So that's the AFC. You got New England and the Chargers just outside of the playoff picture, and then you got Indy, Jacksonville, uh, and Houston, like with limited to no chance to actually make a run. Titans probably going to end up uh, winning this thing overall in the NFC. You have got the Eagles at ten and one. They would be the one seed. The Minnesota Vikings sitting at nine and two. They would be your two seed. Uh, the 49ers would be your three, uh, followed by Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who would get a home playoff game, even though they have a losing record. Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Giants, uh, and Washington rounding out your playoff picture with the Seahawks uh, just outside of that playoff picture right now. So you would see Washington go on the road against the Vikings. You would see the 49ers host the Giants. And you would see Tampa Bay hosting the Dallas Cowboys. All right, I'm still fired up, still recovering from that epic ending. Uh, I appreciate all of you out there. Um, and uh, my goodness, uh, U.S. advances. Netherlands up next. I'll see you on Saturday for that game. Good start in the morning. Then we have all the college football playoff games. We also get the college football playoff rankings. I talked about that a lot later uh, yesterday. Uh, I'll react to that tomorrow on the program. In the meantime, go USA. Big win over Iran. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.